Welcome to the Joy of Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Taylor. On this podcast, we explore the passion and purpose of leadership, and we do so by talking with recognized leaders who do not merely have jobs, but men and women who have been called to their chosen sphere of influence. Well, hey, listen, so as we jump in here, I am super excited to have Shanda Bell uh, on the program this week, uh, and uh, Elf on the Shelf, Loomis Tele Company, we'll kind of we'll kind of we'll kind of walk through all of that okay. uh, today. Thank you for jumping on. I, I I know that this is a busy busy season, as you said, it's the the best season of the of the whole year. So, yes. um, uh, tell me a little bit about this story because your your story is just it's a wonderful story. It's a story about not giving up. It's a story about not taking no's for an answer. Tell us a little bit about the inception. Kind of take me back to, to, to how this whole, this whole crazy success story took place. Uh, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. I am absolutely honored to be here. We're big Hebron fans, so uh, this is a treat for me. Um, yeah, so my journey began, you know, probably in childhood, to be honest with you. Um, when I was a little girl, uh, Santa sent an elf to our home, Okay. and uh, the elf would watch during the day and report to Santa Claus at night, and in the morning before we woke up, the elf had arrived back from the North Pole and landed in a different spot in the house, and so my sister and brother and I would go race to find the elf. <laughs> it was our favorite tradition growing up. Um, I mean, the memories that we made around mm-hmm. having the elf in our home really were magical, and we didn't know that other people didn't have elves <laughs> that talked to Santa Claus in their home and so it wasn't till we till we grew up uh, that we understood that this was just a really special tradition right. uh, for our family and so uh, you know life goes on grew up uh, I taught school for six years mm-hmm. I taught middle school language arts social studies reading uh, which is great prep work for that's what I field. do now yeah. is it yeah, really yeah, it's awesome serious. yeah so I mean that's really um, I feel like was the the soil that God had me in at the time um, because it really helped me understand, you know, children's literature and really being able to think like a kid and how they understand, right. um, you know, all just how they perceive information, right. basically. And so in roughly 2001, um, I had my first son and had taken a year off of teaching and was broke, broke out of our <laughs> minds. My husband's also a teacher, still right. is. Um, and so our budget was like $150 every two weeks, and that included all the groceries, all the everything. And my dad was kind enough to let me come work with him. And his office was all the way over in Kennesaw. And uh, <laughs> our house was in Loganville oh, at the goodness. time. So any of your local audience will know that that's a good, it was like two hours one way. Right. So I was able to take my son with me, though, and so I would go spend the night at my parents' house. Worked the next day in the net home um, and was able to have him with me. And um, it was during that time I looked up and I saw our elf on the shelf that we grew up with, literally sitting on the shelf. And I looked at my mom and I'm like, Mom, we should write a book about, you know, the elf. And she's like, I don't know, Shanda. And then it was like, you know, what else do we have to do that's any better than this? And so we did. We started crafting the story. And were you already looking for business models at that point? Like, were you uh, were you in the search no, for this, or it really came even, about from the elf? I didn't even know what a business model was. I okay. mean, at all. This was absolutely an accident. My Well, not an accident. Absolutely ordained That's is what right. it was. That's but right. at the time, um, my mom had gone through a lot of health issues. Okay. And I really, the only purpose in me even mentioning that we should write this story was for us to do something together that was like how and would take her mind off her circumstances. No kidding. So there was no business tie into it at all. No, there was no business plan. There was absolutely nothing. And um, so anyway, you write this story. I'm a huge believer that God gives you, you know, an idea. And if you don't do something with it, he's going to give it to someone else. Right. And so we spent the next six months, you know, just jotting this stuff down. My dad used to tell stories about us fighting over rhythm and rhyme and and all the things. Um, My mom brought the great perspective as a mom who had lived the tradition, and I brought the perspective of a child. And so we write this story together, and then it's like, okay, what do we do with this? It's some, you know, good idea. It's a good idea. It's Mm -hmm. words on a page. And so we ended up um, sending out a proposal to like 10 random agents 
Because that I did know. I bought a book and told us what to do, you know. So we write this proposal and we send it out. And we we get a phone call in a day and a half from an agent, which I know is like unheard of, mm-hmm. never happens, you know. I'm like, oh, this is it. Someone loves our story. <laughs> and no one would publish it. I mean, she took it everywhere. Big publishers, little publishers, you know, you name it. And no one wanted this. They just didn't know what to do with but it. But the agent saw that there was something great the in it. The agent saw something in it. And she was the one who said, well, maybe you want to think about self-publishing this. Oh, now, you had not done any of the graphic. It was just the story that was Just the point. story. Yeah, just the story and the proposal. And basically, you know, this was our tradition. Right. And so it was one of those things. It's like, okay, now what? We've Every door is closed. No one wants this. What do we do? And like I said, it's either a good idea you had or you're going to have to do something with it. How long is this process? So I would say, now you're asking me to go way back yeah, in time. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm old, fascinated by know. stuff like this. Yeah. Um, I am thinking that whole process process was probably somewhere between eight months and a year okay. from the time okay. we had, you know. So you've got to be a bulldog for a while. You really do. You really you do. You cannot give up. And then there were moments where the experts suggested, you know, that we write it as a narrative and not as a rhyming book. Mm-hmm. So we took a pass at that. And I do remember sticking up for us. Um, to the agent and saying, you know what, if this story isn't the way, written the way that God gave it to us, then it's just, it's not meant for us to take this path. And so they ended up self-publishing. Well, again, we are broke. My husband and I have no money. We don't know anyone with money. My dad owns a small engineering fabrication firm. um, And by small, I mean like three employees. Right. There's no no secret pot of cash. There is no secret pot. There's, Yeah. Um, so I guess you just, you end up taking like those leaps of faith, those Mm -hmm. steps of faith. And what my husband and I did have was good credit. And so we just worked like crazy work, like bulldogs, you know, trying to figure out how do you get these words on your computer into something that's published (laughs) like a book? I mean, I had no idea what we were doing. And I laugh now because I have, you know, illustrators right. and I have project in, you know, managers and industrial designers. And you have all this thing, these things that bring this stuff together. And we didn't have any of that. And our packaging and our product is pretty much the same as it was is in it really? 2005. So the graphics and everything. All of it is the same. Yeah. No so kidding. it was just God's plan for us. And so my precious husband ends up saying yes to my cockamamie plan. <laughs> we need to bring that word back, I think. Um, you know, where I'm like, hey, you know, we've been working on this. If we're going to do this, you know, we've got, we've, we think we found the way. We think we found a path. We think we found an illustrator. But if we do this, we're going to have to self-publish it. And we're going to need about $25,000 for this minimum order. Um and I had prayed about this, I mean, for weeks going into it. And my husband, if he were here, would totally tell you, like, he was so careful with money. Mm-hmm. And by that, I'm just being super nice. <laughs> um, but I, I heard you say he's very frugal. Very. Like, he was very frugal. Extremely right. frugal. Right. Um, like, the guy who, if you asked for a piece of gum, would, like, even with a whole pack, like, tear it in half and give it to you. <laughs> so, um, anyway, he ends up... We're on this ride in the car, and I was like, hey, if we're going to do this, you know, we're going to have to self-publish it, put on credit cards. And he literally, like, takes a moment, and he's like, I think that'd be okay. And that I knew in the bottom of my heart and soul that that was then, like, the green light, and this is what we were supposed to be doing. Right. So we used credit cards. My mom and dad had a very small 401k, a couple hundred bucks. My sister sold her house in Pennsylvania, moved in with my parents, and put the proceeds into the business. And we ended up starting what really we thought was just a self-published book. Right. You know, if I have to sell these out of the back of my car, that's what I'm going to do. Because we all believed in the tradition. Right. But at that point, I still never right. saw could, this as a business. In your wildest never. dreams, you could never Mm-mm. have fathomed where it's gone. No, never. Right. Not in a million years. Okay. I mean, truly not a million right. years. And that's when I just go to that scripture that talks about, you know, how how his plans for us are so much greater than we that's can right. even imagine. That's right. And that's, it's hard to believe that, but it's true in my case. It, this is bigger than anything I could have ever imagined. If Speaking of scripture, I, I, just as an aside, yeah. I think we have the same key verse. 
Oh, really? Philippians 2, 3. Yes, absolutely. See, Look I, at that. I, when I was doing some prep, I, was, I saw, I was like, hey, that's my verse. Oh, my Do goodness. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or really But conceit, in everything, yes. But in all things, consider others before yourself. I love that. Which, which seems like your life mantra, really. I mean, it sounds Thank like you. you're really moving into that. Like, that's you, you've always been moving in that direction, and this is just kind of an extension of that, which is beautiful, I think. Thank you. I hope so. Right. You know, we're, we're all on that same journey ourselves. But, okay. So, you know. so husband has said yes. Husband has said He's yes. He's the big barrier. He is. And and when he says yes, you know that it, this must be truly God ordained. It was absolutely. And God then what ordained. does it, what's your minimum order? Where does where does uh, yeah, this go so from there's, there? You have to order five thousand pieces. Okay. Um, and again, there was no business plan. It wasn't like we didn't even know how we were going to sell them when they come in. So we end up um, having a big book signing at the Merida Museum of History. Family and friends were all invited. Everybody came and were kind enough to purchase books. Um, they hosted it for us for free in like a back room and friends brought food. I mean, it was just truly like organic um, and just a lot of support from people who loved us, most of whom had no idea we were writing this book. Mm. Um, and certainly the not that we were publishing it. And so that was probably, that was September, if I remember correctly, of 05 when we launched um, at this little book signing at the Merity Museum of History. And then um, my sister had this wonderful idea to get us into like a, a small market, like a junior league market. Um, at first they said no to us because we only had one product and we had to promise that we would not hold them responsible uh, if our product did not sell. And we end up going in there and selling, I think, a thousand units, which was huge. And literally just one by one getting people to stop and talk to us. Like, because there's no frame of reference for what right. this thing could be. Right. Um, so just getting people to stop so we could tell them one by one about, you know, this family elf tradition that we had and getting them to buy in. And so by the end of that first year, we'd gone to a few local little shows like that, similarly situation situated we did have a website I was really proud of myself I figured that out <laughs> got enough up for a shopping cart at the time and uh, we ended up selling all 5,000 all 5,000 yeah and, that and the vast season. majority of them then in the online format uh, online it was a lot of these little shows it was people telling each other it was you know um, my husband taught and coached at Brookwood High School and so like that community hosted book signings my church hosted a book signing like okay. literally everyone really who was a friend it. got behind helped us out um, but I mean I was selling them out of the back of my car it was just wow. like anyone who was interested you know what can I do to put you in the self today right. <laughs> you know it was kind of the <laughs> the mantra yeah and so where does it I mean that could just be a one and done I mean, a lot of people would stop there. Yeah. At, like, what is the next step? What brings you to the to the point where? where well, this I think there were probably huge? times that was very likely. I just remember thinking, like, I just want to pay off this debt and be done with this. I mean, to my husband and I making what he was making, I mean, twenty thousand dollars right. worth of credit card debt. Like, if you don't pay that off, someone's going to jail. Right. And that's when interest rates were like eighteen percent. Right. I mean, it was crazy. Um, but my sister was the one, she came from QVC. She used to be an online television personality. Okay. And um, she really saw that this could be a business. I was just wanting to share our tradition and loved what that was. Okay. Uh, wanted to do something really fun and unique with mom. Um, but just had no idea, you know, what this would be. But she really saw it as a business opportunity, um, the chance to build a brand. Um, and so she was the one who kind of just started pushing us into um, markets where you would do, you know, wholesale type selling. Um, and I remember everything we did was equal to an elf on the shelf. Like if we went out and ate dinner and had a hamburger, I was like, okay, everyone, tomorrow you have I to sell that. four elf on the shelf box sets. Like I mean, everything equaled an elf. So right. um, yeah. And so that was really the beginning of our journey and what turned into truly like a business and an enterprise. And now I think we have roughly over a hundred people who work for Santa Claus full time. I mean, just, just to give, just to give the audience just some sort of an idea. You were in 19 countries. Yes. Five continents. Yes. I mean, you have been featured on Forbes magazine, where they called you a cultural ph phenomenon, NBC, Fortune magazine, Inc. magazine. I mean, you, you guys really have been, your story has been featured everywhere. 
Uh, tell tell us further about because I'm still I'm still you're selling it out of the trunk of your car. Yeah, Krista has stepped in and has said, "Hey, let's here's right. some business model for some. Where are you going from there? What does that What does that look like? What, well, what for, causes the boom? Yeah, I would say um, our even without defining what our vision was, I think we were all united in this idea of our elf on every shelf, and not just any elf will do. Um, Krista was huge about you know being bigger. Um, than you actually are, especially as a very cottage industry. Coming from QVC, she'd seen these entrepreneurs put everything they had into this and then get ripped off by somebody bigger with more money or whatever. And so, um, you know, definitely God's hand of providence was on us to protect us in that way. Um, But we have awesome stories in their early years. Like we all took on multiple personalities. You know, when you would call the office, you'd probably (laughs) get me on the phone. And it's like, hi, thank you for calling the Elf on the Shelf. Um, you know, can I speak with Shanda? Oh, I'm sorry. She's in the back. One moment, please. Like, I mean, it was just <laughs> always like you have all these like multiple personalities to to pretend that we were bigger um, than when, when we actually were. Um, there were so many mistakes that we made along the way. Like, you don't know how much inventory to order. Uh, no one was going to help fund a bunch of elves, right. you know. Right. Um, There's so, nothing to compare it to. Like there was nothing in the to market. There's to nowhere for a business right. or a bank or anyone yeah, to say, but, "Oh, sure, yes. the last elf thing did well." Like, you know, I mean, yes, there's, there's right. just there's nothing to even explain what we were because we weren't just a book and a plush. We truly were a family tradition, a tradition right. in a box. Right. Um. So there was just nothing there that anyone else wanted to grab onto, and then there was the whole fight that we were just a trend. Or, you know, a quick flash in the pan type mm-hmm. phenomenon. Um, but we knew what we had. Right. We knew that if kids could experience this tradition, um, that they, it would leave a void in the market. Like people would be like, where do we get this? Where do you want it? And then in 2007, so when that happened, we knew we were creating this void. We would go to these shows and we would leave. And then all the online orders, where do I get this? Would all begin. And so we ended up... Um, selling into I think we had several Hallmark stores by year two or three okay. and um, we would list all of our stores on our website so people would know where to go and we could also support these local smaller entrepreneurs that were carrying our product um, and then in 2007 um, two things happened um, Jennifer Garner was photographed carrying our product down the street. And you guys, now I know about product placement and all of this, but you would have thought we paid her. She literally is holding it face out, like her hands are like this, truly like displaying the product for us walking down the street. Um, and I'm that got I'm a picked fan up. I am too. Isn't she? She yeah. seems so oh, wonderful. So I've never met so her, real. but if yeah. I did, and if right. she's listening, thank you, Jennifer <laughs> Garner. Um, and then the other thing that happened was a story got picked up. Um, I can't remember if it was Good Morning America or the Today Show um, out of Texas. So it didn't involve us at all, but it was like this whole elf on the shelf craze. And this huge story ends up getting picked up and runs on, you know, the show, the morning show. Um, And it was like a three or four minute segment. Um, I'm out of town doing book signings in California, so I don't even answer my phone. But my mom sees it and she's getting blown up. And my sister is, it's a Saturday morning and my sister is on her way into our office. And by office, I mean like one computer, one desk, you know, I mean, it's, it was literally um, all hands on deck. Friends and family came in because the funds just exploded after that. So thankfully we had enough stores that had, you know, signed on where we Mm -hmm. could at least throw people different ways. But that definitely was the beginning of, wow, this is something way more than we and then you you guys because of your experience with Kristen QVC and and your boldness and your mom's boldness now you decide hey we're ramping up to what this can be yes at that point yeah so I think at that point we really start to buy into okay this can be a business it needs to run a little more like a business um we need people to help us even enter these orders because they were just flooding in um yeah, so all of a sudden it started to take a turn. I would say roughly 07 and 08, um, where you start going, okay, this, this is something more. But then by roughly 2012, 2014, it's like, okay, well, what else are we? Right. Because people who had the elf on the shelf are like, okay, what else now? Right. Um, and we had introduced some small items like uh, 
our elf pets reindeer. And then in roughly 2016, we really designed our whole, redesigned our whole mm-hmm. vision, mission, purpose, and values to, to where we are today. Now, I, I love, let me, ju- let me just go through this just because it is, it is so much different. So I, I'm a fan of business. Uh, I attended about a third of my reading is always in something yeah. with bus- that's business related. Well, it, what you do is actually not that much different. I mean, you are running an organization. Right. It, it's, right. a, it's a business. So as much as you're in education and you're right. loving these children and all this stuff, it's... I'm still functioning a business. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. But, I, but I love this. Your vision, uh, uh, you know, for your company, tell the stories of Santa's North Pole. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love that. that not yes. a lot of corporate vision nope, statements. No, nope, not, not a lot. Not uh, a lot. The mission statement, tap into the magic of believing and love of tradition at Christmas time by creating Christmas characters, stories, and lore through consumer products. I mean, I just... I love the simplicity of that. Thanks. You know, that the true brilliance is simplicity, right? Yeah. That the tr- true brilliance is being able to see something that everyone else has walked by and be able to be able to understand how that could be something bigger. Yeah. So so totally serious. In my family, we had elves as well. Uh, awesome. You know, we did elves when we right. when we were little kids. My mom always had a hoot of setting them up. Our, my background on my mom's side is Swedish. Oh yeah, so, Scandinavian, right? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so so the the, the elf huge. would always interact with the the Swedish tomta, uh-huh. and so the Swedish tomta would interact. So I mean, but listen, we didn't make a story of uh, yeah. of it, right? So I mean, it's that idea of seeing what can be, yes, uh, and and then being willing to push into the unknown, you know, with a whole lot of fearlessness. You know, <laughs> a I whole think, lot. You know. And maybe a little ignorance, but <laughs> ignorance can be bliss. Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. And I keep going with this thing. The purpose of your company is to create joyful family moments, which I just think is great. And that's, frankly, such a story that our world needs to see, yeah. you know. All right, so we're coming back to the expansion of uh, the, the company. Yes. And, and I am, I'm just enamored by all of the things that you guys have done. Uh, elf pets, elf mates, uh, the, the video series that are on Netflix. Uh, walk, walk me through kind of what that expansion looks like. Is that still flowing from the three of you? Is that coming from a broader group? What does that look like? Oh, wow. There's so many, so that's so many questions in one. I know. One. That's it's, 17 it's, questions. It is. It's super exciting. Um, you know, when we, in 2016, you know, we really sat down and it's like, who are we? What do we want to be? Because we could have been a lot of things, right? We could have been all things Christmas tradition, you know, uh, or all things tradition, you know, Easter bunnies and leprechauns and right. all of that. We could have been, um, you know, sort of the go-to resource for for, you know, we want to own Christmas, if you will. Well, there's a religious connotation, there's decor, like what does that even mean? And so we really ended up drilling down as an executive team on no, what we really want to do and what gets us all really excited is this idea of telling the stories of Santa Claus. And if you think about it, yes, he he's he's probably the greatest mythology of our time, yet no one knows anything about him mm-hmm. or who he is or who he surrounds himself with. Um, and so it just made, it was just a very clear vision for us. And as a Christian, really allows me to, um, as the chief storyteller for Santa Claus, sort of infuse um, my faith into these stories using characters that kids mm-hmm. love. Um, and so for us, um, you know, I'm huge about setting up a vision that should be something that, you know, may or may not be achievable. And in this case, telling all the stories of Santa's North Pole may or may not be achievable, you know, because it, is it endless? I think it is. Right. I think you it know? is too. Yeah. Sure. And so if I do this right, it's it's this endless vision of just like owning this storytelling mm-hmm. and like being the go-to resource um, through, like you said, in our mission, you know, immersive experiences, entertainment-based content, and our product formats. And so that helped us you know, be very specific about who we were, what we wanted to do, and how we wanted to do it. And so that's when we started shifting into, okay, um, there are other elves at the North Pole. What do they do? And that allowed us to open up the elf mates. Um, Their whole design is to encourage kids in three specific ways um, to be kind. And really tells them how. So one is a toy maker. So the idea is before you get more more toys, give one away. Um, The other one would be, you know, a cobbler. So it's like you have so many clothes and shoes, you're blessed. Give something away before you get another one. Mm -hmm. Under this whole guise of sort of building Christmas spirit. 
Then we have the elf pets as well. Again, this is about building what I call Christmas spirit, which I have the pillars of that are faith, hope, and love. Right. Um, and so I've been able to use each of the elf pets as sort of a, uh, a way to open that door um, into faith, hope, and love through our North Pole sure. universe. Right. Um, and so it's like, okay, how do you tell these stories and how do you own the storytelling of Santa's North Pole? And we knew we had to do it outside of product because that's very limited. So we ended up starting our own production house in-house, brought in a producer, I wrote and directed, brought in an animation team, um, and we put out these specials. I mean, again, it was one of those, like, put everything on the line. I don't think even the people who work for me realized what a risk it was for us. Again, all the profits, all the proceeds are going into this, but... And there was a point where I remember our financial team being like, this is a very bad idea. And I was like, I don't care if we, and my, my exec team, if they ever listen to this, will laugh because <laughs> it's true. I was like, I don't care if we spend a single penny of marketing dollars. We have to do this. We have to put these out because otherwise we will not be able to share our message. And we will not achieve our vision. Right. And it could bring about an end to, to the, you have exactly. to tell it in, in other media Yes, formats. you have to use other right. mediums. And so, of course, we pull in our licensing partner on products because there's just some formats we don't want to do. Right. We're not in the pajama business or the hot cocoa business, sure. right? So we have to find the right licensing partners for that. Um, then we ended up found, finding streaming partner and Netflix. Um, just signed a big deal with them uh, for movies and television shows. And now we're, you know. How many uh, more will you be producing? I hope <laughs> for infinity and beyond. Okay. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what God has for us. But, yeah, right. it's... Um, it's a whole world, and it's a blast. So, so you know, when I, when I was going through and researching, it, it almost reminded me, and I, and I love the storylines, like, and I can see what you're subtly doing. Like, you're really introducing faith in a subtle fashion. It's, right. not, it's not a Christian company, yeah. and so that's not, it's, that's not its primary intention. Right. However, you're still accomplishing so much in the format, which is beautiful. It reminded me of uh, Wicked the Musical. Oh, so good. Right? Love that. And yeah. so I, I love that, 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 you know, and this is another great example of, of brilliance in simplicity. Right. Telling the backstory of Wizard of Oz, how that comes about. Right. Uh, you know, like pre-Dorothy Gale, right? And, so and, genius. And what happened. And so, you, I mean, the first time I saw that musical in New York, I mean, I was just blown away. thought, who thinks of that? Yeah. Like, who genius. tells the backstory? Right. And that's really like, that's what I loved is that, I'm looking at, at what you're doing and you're accomplishing that same thing. You're pulling in this backstory and telling this story that should have been told. But you guys were the first ones to see that it needed to be told, which I, which I, which I love that. I mean, <laughs> Thank I, you. I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so now strategic partnering, yes. what does that look like for you guys? Uh, you know, it looks a little different every year. In fact, we just got back from LA and really finding the strategic partnerships. We have some really big things going on um, come 2024 um, where we really are pivoting to own this whole vision. Mm. Um, and when we do that, we are just beyond excited about the groups that we've met with, um, we're looking at bringing on additional publishing partners, you know, additional partners in entertainment, um, more partners overseas, the right distributors, you know, all those types of things that can help grow your company and grow your message because, you know, our brand is much bigger than our company. Right. Um, so we have to find those partnerships that can help, you know, be allies in our fight to to win this this vision. Where did you come up with the name for Lumistella? That is so funny that you ask us that. So going back earlier in the podcast, too, we didn't even know we were starting a company. We had the worst business name of all <laughs> time. And, and we had it, I think, till literally like three years ago. Like it wasn't that long ago, but our company name was CCA&B. And I remember when I was meeting with the guy, I was like, well, what, what is all this for? And he's like, oh, this is just some paperwork we have to file. I'm like, okay. So it's literally like, it it actually meant like Krista, Shanda, Carol, Abersold, and Bell. I mean, it was like the worst name ever. And um, it didn't mean anything to anyone. So then we ended up trying to give it some meaning and called it Creatively Classic Activities and Books, which was Slightly better, but still never meant anything right. to anyone. Hard to fit on a business card. Just still. awful right. and not about what we do or who we are. And so um, I had written some some backstory. So I'm currently working sort of on the whole backstory of the elves and Santa Claus and, 
it just the whole world, right? What does it look like? Who lives there? All of things. And um, one of the things that came out of this was this idea of um, Luma Stella, like the illumination, right. you know, a lot there with Luma. But it also means, and I think it's Scandinavian, if I remember correctly, but um, it's it's like light star or snow mm. star or something, something along that. Right. Um, and it was ownable for us. It was unique and different. And so we're like, this is the right setup for us, you know, the Luma Stella company. It's a great idea. And I, Thank honestly, you. I, I love the name. I didn't realize it was oh, a yes. fairly it's, new It's fairly design. new, and we are very glad. <laughs> um, now, the the productions, is that taking place? You ha- Now you must have a full studio. You're... Is that local? Is that, I know that you're in, you're in the West Coast an awful lot. Yep. What does that look like for you guys? So we have in-house um, animation team. We also have partners that are animation partners. Okay. Um, yes, based here in Atlanta as well. Okay. Um, Atlanta offers a great tax credit it incentive does. for entertainment. Very yeah. They're very smart. Um, so that's helped us a lot in being able to, you know, employ people here and do the work here for the most part. Um, Netflix, though, the deal we have with them is sort of a, a two-fold deal. So mm-hmm. part of it is license, where okay. we have licensed our current content to them. Um, we have four specials. We have three elf pet specials, Fox, Reindeer, and St. Bernard. And then we have our classic property, an elf story that's been around, I think, 10 or 11 years now, um, all streaming on Netflix. And then um, Netflix signed a deal with us for original content. So we will partner with Netflix. It'll get no that kidding. big in in the corner, right, for movies, um, television series, things like that. So our in-house team mainly works on, um, I would say, a lot of our YouTube content, uh, marketing content. Um, we do music videos every year. This this year, our new one is the Snowflake Shuffle. Okay. Super cute in our official uh, <laughs> Elf on the Shelf YouTube channel. Um, so to your question earlier, like, how do we create all this? How do we do it? So I, I'm honored to get to be Santa's chief storyteller. So um, write the books, tell the stories. But we've recently assembled a story team um, full of the best in the biz. And so I feel like there's three ways to tell stories. One is visual. One is through these entertainment video mediums. And then the other one, of course, is through like publishing and products. And so I have sort of an expert in all three spaces, um, that help me, um, because I just can't do all the writing anymore. So right. we sit together as a team, we brainstorm, we work through it. We figure out what the right products are, right, what the right product mix is. How can we support that from an entertainment? from an entertainment perspective. Um, and then I have my, my visual person who can do everything from, you know, she makes sure there's consistency, right? So whether it's an animated property or um, a magical journey event hosted somewhere, an experience, or even the musical to make sure that, you know, this group maintains our storylines throughout the building, throughout the different avenues of storytelling mm-hmm. um, that we have. And they are my my go-to at this point, but um, I manage them and still do a lot of the writing myself. Okay. And so you handle kind of almost the seed of creativity, but other people are going to help water it and, and, and kind of make sure that it gets cultivated, but you still get yes. to approve the finished product. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, I, I look at, um, you know, I've, I've read the story of Veggie Tales. Yes. I have know, too. And, and, and to see kind of how that began, um, pr- probably scaled too quickly. Yes, you know, and and really ended up with some real financial struggles yeah. in in that process. Um, when they're purchased out by Sony, I, I believe it was Sony who per- who purchased Sony? VeggieTales, or it was someone big. It was. I think um, it might have been Sony. Um, I can't remember. But they're they're purchased by somebody large. Yes. And in, and when that takes place, then we actually see that boy, the creative vision changes substantially, you know, it stops being organic, Mm -hmm. you know, it felt corporate. And and so that was intriguing. So I love the fact that you're still holding on to that in in such a big way and that your hand is your hand is still in that. I am sure that you must be attacked all the time about trying to sell this big thing that has been such a remarkable success. That's so funny. I actually get that question all the time. Um, Probably less than people think. Oh, okay. um, I, I think either people think we already are owned by some sort right. of conglomerate or right. part of someone really large. Um, but yeah, so for the most part, you know, I think people know, I did get asked in, in LA last week, like, you know, what's your big vision here? Do you want to sell it out and whatever? And I was like, you know, my sister answered the question first and I a hundred percent agreed with her, you know, 
our goal is cementing this legacy and telling sure. these stories. And that's what means right. the most to us. Right. Um, there might be a come a time where we need to strategically and smartly accept some sort of money or proposition. But right now it's solely owned um, by my sister and myself. Um, and we just keep putting the profits right back in. Right. And, and right. you know, um, I've read that same book. Uh, it's Phil Vischer's story, it is. right? It yeah. is, yeah. Um, I found it absolutely fascinating. Particularly for you. I mean, it must have been Yeah, riveting. and I did. I saw a right. lot of, like, similarities. And, and I think one thing you do learn um, is if everything we had hoped would happen happened, like, immediately, we would have never been right. prepared for that. Like, right. you do have to grow smartly and strategically and not always say yes to every opportunity that comes your way because you may not be equipped to handle it, which would have set us up. We kind of flew under the radar for a little bit, you know, it would have set us up to get knocked off truly. Um, And so it's, it's one of those situations where maybe, you know, unanswered prayers, you know, or sometimes it's God's greatest gift. Um, And that's true. Um, So, you know, we're now in a position where we look five years ahead and we're like, okay, when Netflix drops their major motion picture, where do we need to be? Right. What kind of company need, do we need to be to support that? Um, but most people have no idea that, you know, most of my time is spent being CEO. Um, and my sister is co-CEO. So she handles all of the operation stuff. We have an amazing president who does a great job and COO who really sort of handle that day to day now, mm-hmm. um, which has freed me up to write more and do right. the things that I need to be doing creatively. Um, but yeah, it is... It's all systems go all the time year round. What a great seventeen year journey! I mean, it's just Thank it's you. just it's just amazing to hear it. Now I know that you are a true woman of faith. I am. We talk a lot on on this podcast. Really, kind of the reason we even started this podcast was really to take people who are at the top of their game, right, doing something that's exceptional, but they also bring their faith into that dynamic. So, for my role working with young people all of the time. My, my biggest story that I'm constantly telling them, and it's funny that you say you're chief storyteller. I say that I'm chief storyteller all the time around here. But, but really one of the biggest stories I tell the students all the time is we want you to go out and be that entrepreneur or that biologist or that physician or that lawyer. But you can bring your faith into that sphere yeah. as well. You know, yeah. and that you don't have to compartmentalize. You can still you can still bring your faith into that that sphere, and so that's your chosen sphere of influence. How do you get to incorporate faith into all of these different stories, into your leadership role, into your creative role? How do you get to incorporate faith in that? Well, I think it it's an organic outpouring. I hope of of my faith, and so. To me, they're not separate at all. I'm not just at this point a Christian and this right. point I'm not. You know, to me, it's it's organic to who I am. I mean, Jesus lives inside of my heart and the Holy Spirit hopefully is constantly, you know, an outpouring. And so um, hopefully it's never two separate right. <laughs> people, you right. know. Um, in my role, I am so thankful that I've been able to use my imagination and my background to to center this world on the world of Santa Claus. And in my mind, it's very much, you know, St. Nicholas, Bishop of Myra, a man who is very much of faith um, and really has built an entire enterprise that he gets nothing out of. Truly, if you you think about it, Santa Claus living at the North Pole, making toys and giving them out for free to children all over the world, it's not like we all leave money for him by the, mm-hmm. you know, by the fireplace. Right. So Cookies. Uh, no. maybe, yeah. yeah, we pay right. in, you know, mincemeat <laughs> pies some places, but, you know, or ale and others, That's I guess. Right. But, you know, I think, you know, if you really like boil it down to who he is, this is someone who is operating in what I would say are great spiritual principles right. of, you know, uh, honesty, intre- integrity, nobility, you know. Um, in my world, Santa Claus gets his sort of power yeah, or sure. whatever yeah. um, from, you know, uh, the Christmas star right. in which, when did that appear, right? right? Exactly. And so I'm able to use this like symbolism and I'm constantly, you know, when our pastor will say a scripture like, ooh, how could that apply to, to what I'm doing and what I'm writing and right. how I'm, you right. know, and so I, I latch onto that. And so, you know, even though, you know, to your point, we're not specifically Christian, we hope that we are able to share universal messages mm-hmm 
of faith, hope, love, kindness, all these traits that we want to be able to um, share with our children, um, these bigger messages and meanings using characters that they love Mm -hmm. um, so that it's not like in your face. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I am a Christian, Mm -hmm. um, it is my hope and my prayer that God is using me um, and our company um, to you know, imbue these big, bigger messages and hopefully I, point to him. I almost call it like a matter of fact faith that, yeah. it, that it just is. I don't compartmentalize. Yes. I'm the same person Sunday as I am on Monday, yes. you know, that there's no compartmentalization there. I think so often in, in Christian circles, we tend to think, oh, well, people are going to be offended by that, or people are going to be angry. Therefore, mm-hmm. I'm going to hold back on my faith. Right. What, I, what I liked in in both the Forbes article and the and the Fortune magazine article, both have mentioned about your faith. Yeah. And, and and yet it wasn't something that was an offensive piece because you didn't present it as offensive. You present it as a matter of fact piece of who you are. This is one component of that has made you up. It happens to be the center of our lives. Right. Uh, and that's what's guided it. But I love the fact that you have this kind of just matter of fact faith. It's the, uh, to me, it's the way lived out faith is meant to be. It's, yeah. m- it's meant to be an extension and overflow of what's on the inside. You know, I hope so. Yeah. You it, know, if it's we're doing clear. It right, I mean, it's really, you know, really clear. If we're clear. doing it right, then yeah. it is just truly an outpouring of, of who we are and the Holy Spirit within us. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just, I hope that it never feels like, like something that's separate. Right. Um, and so right. I think if it is authentic, and to your point, you know, when you're talking to these kids about how they can take it with them, you know, when it lives inside of you, it, it is light radiating. That's right. And it so absolutely it's, it's is. there all the time. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, 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 um, it's always intriguing for me. I'll be chatting with people and I tend to be a, a, a pretty extroverted type of person. But as I'm meeting people, it's like, I'll meet people so regularly and I'm a minute into the conversation and I know that they're a believer. Like yeah. I know that they're a Christian mm-hmm. and I'll say, you know, are you a believer? I sure am. Like yes. you just know you it, know. that mm-hmm. the light that's inside people want to know what, why is, why are you so happy? Right. You know, particularly in the last little while, boy, there's been so much depression and so, mm-hmm. so much negativity um, boy, our, our, our world needs to see that our yeah. joy comes from the Lord. Yes, you know? I was just thinking that yeah. the joy of the Lord yeah. is our strength. I mean, strength, that, that's right? where we that that's where we come from. Now, you've also used used the company to do a lot of great things, and it's actually a key element of your website. Uh, all of the philanthropy that your organization has been able to step into. You guys have some pretty clear cut goals and what you want to see accomplished. Walk us through that just a little bit, because that's such a great side to the to this story into the financial success that your company has been able to foster. Thank you. Well, again, to whom much is given, (laughs) much is required. And so um, in our case, you know, um, I remember writing to church with my parents who didn't have two pennies to rub together and them praying over that check that was about to Mm -hmm. go in the tithe Mm -hmm. and the offering. And, And I remember my dad even talking about it really doesn't matter what they do with it. You know, because that was also the time of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, but the preachers that were, you know, stealing and, and oh, all yes, that, right, you know. Right. Um, but I remember my dad saying to me, you know, it's it's our intent and it's us being obedient. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have, I'm telling you, that could have gone a long way to get a sandwich. That's right. Um, but his example and my mom's example of, you know, being willing to give their first and their best um, back to the Lord. And I, my sister and I both truly believe we are here today because of that. It's that what my parents, yes. Um, you know, poured out and trusted God with, um, that eventually opened this storehouse Mm -hmm. of blessing. I'm a hundred percent certain in that. Um, I'm sorry. I remember us going with that off track. Uh, off of the philanthropy of, of your yes. organization. Yes, so yeah. I think from our very core that Chris and I and my mom, you know, very much believe in in giving back. Um, but, you know, who do you give to right. and how do you give? Right. Um, I have got to give total just mad respect here to Reagan Holroyd, who is our COO now, but really started heading up our philanthropy division when she was our VP of HR. Um, because we do get inundated with requests and it's sure. everything from baskets and donations to, you know, time and effort. And so we were really able to cull it down to the things that were most important to us as humans and to our company. Everyone in our company does get get money from us to give away to whatever it is that they 
want to support um, that comes on behalf of the company. So they literally just submit it and they're like, I'd like to give to the Salvation Army. Great. Here's your check on behalf of the Lumistella company. Um, because we want to support our employees as well who give so much to us. Um, and then we have some strategic partners. We have some core partners. We have international. We have local. Right. Um, we like to concentrate a lot on um, causes that provide for basic needs. Um, so one ministry out of Marietta is Must Ministry. They do an amazing job. It's everything from sort of a um, a goodwill type location. Um, they have a homeless shelter. They do a lot of service to young moms and um, moms, single moms um, and their children. Um, they have a food kitchen. It's all, all of those things help people get jobs. Um, so we volunteer time there. It's near our office. Um, we have pajama program we have um, lots of military things that we do in fact this next week or this week i'm doing um, an event in nashville that we're helping Mm -hmm. to sponsor um, folds of honor nice and they do some amazing work yes um with the families of veterans who have fallen or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's everything Mm -hmm. from scholarships to christmas gifts to to all of those things this year who received the folds of honor oh that's awesome oh that's so great that makes me feel so excited that we are part of that helping raise money for that so you know um again i think to whom much is given much is required and you know we do our best to um you know, put our money where our mouth is, if you will. You know, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You can always do more. Um, but we do a lot of in-kind donation mm-hmm. um, and help people hopefully raise money for their causes. I like how intentional you guys have been uh, to hear the story about how things started is beautiful. But the character and the being faith-driven was already there. That wasn't something that had to be created after the success. It is what has framed the success. And then to see just the mission statement, the vision statement that we read a little bit earlier, and then to see your mission priorities, like your priorities for philanthropy, food, clothing, shelter, literacy, some of those basic pieces and really investing back into the families again, uh, because you've lived out that story. And so I I mean, I I just I love that idea of just the intentionality of what you've been able to do, that sacrificial giving has been a hallmark of your family the whole time generationally yeah. and now you guys are following through on on that on that philanthropic step as well of generosity which right. i think is just wonderful yes. um all right i have to i have to talk about uh macy's thanksgiving Yay! parade yeah. can we can, can we kind of finish up with that because i've got to hear that story oh, uh man. the elf was huge huge uh, uh let me let me kind of hear that story a little bit well that's a that's a fun one because um so i guess it was roughly Oh, eight. It was early, early on. And my sister, it was my mom and dad and me and my sister. And we have this big like get together at a cabin somewhere. And it was like, okay, this is our offsite. Okay. If, if the sky was the limit and is the greatest thing you could possibly imagine, like, what would it be? And my sister said cereal, which we've now gotten. We've got three really? with Kellogg's. Yes, we have three with Kellogg's. No um, yes, our latest flavor is the snow cream. It's very fabulous. <laughs> uh, we have hot cocoa and sugar cookies. So okay. at a retailer near you. Okay. Um, so my sister threw out cereal as being like, oh my gosh, if we get cereal, this is huge. Um, my mom said, and like an animated special or movie or, or something like that, um, which we which accomplished early yeah. on. Yep. Um, and mine was the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm like, if you get a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, like how does that even happen to people, right? So we had an employee that heard that this was our our dream or our goal, Um, and she literally called Macy's every single day until they said yes. (laughs) Um, And at the time, we had just put out an elf story, um, so we had a little more awareness of the brand. Right. And um, they first said yes to a float. And so the difference for a balloon and a float is a float is the one that has, you know, the characters on it or people sing on it or whatever. And then you have the big balloons in the sky. And so at first they call, they're like, yes, you can have a float. Well, I mean, we just like, that just was not the dream. That was not the goal. And so when we got on the phone with the actual Macy's team, it was like, please give us a balloon. Like, would you please consider giving us a balloon? This is our dream, et cetera. And I've become great friends with the folks at Macy's. Um, they are not at all, like this parade team is just an amazing group of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not probably as corporate as you think they would be. And they told me that when they finally decided, like gave in and decided, okay, yes, this would make a great balloon. They um, actually put it in the office, like on speakerphone so they could hear our reaction. And we did not let them down. I mean, there was a lot of screaming. Oh, my gosh. No way. You've got to be kidding. You know, it was just, it was the biggest thing I could ever imagine. This idea that we would have a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And then they ended up giving us the biggest balloon they've ever had. Yes. So, you know... That's what, you know, these these leaps of faith and where right. God takes you. Right. And, you know, you, you can't be afraid of, you know, the vision that he gives you, even though it can seem really scary. Right. Um, it can seem bigger than anything you can right. imagine. Right. Um, but his timing is also perfect. And so, you know, it helped us grow our brand. I remember the very first year our balloon was in the parade. Macy's was nice enough to let us stand outside. Like, they have a big inflation thing the night before. Right. Oh, I, I've been. If you have? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah so they let us stand um, literally, like, within the ropes right next to our balloon, holding the box set and telling people what this was. I mean, literally explaining to people, like, this is the elf on the shelf. This is how it works. Because it, there was still so little awareness right. of who we are. And then last we heard, we, this was, um, we were not a balloon this year. We were afloat right. only. Um, our, our contract had expired, of course. We're, we're in talks. Um, but I have heard that it's the most, like, requested, requested. love sure balloon yeah. uh, in the parade. So it, it is just incredible to think that that's you know part of a brand well we were um, there we and we created. saw it my, Yay! My, my, oh we my gosh that's we did. awesome we went to new york city as a family okay. and we had a great time oh, we yeah. get to see them setting it up the night before oh, it's incredible i loved i love watching people like large amounts of people working towards one cause that turns out really really well yes and so i'm always intrigued with just the mechanics behind it's it. it's unbelievable so, yeah so we we loved watching them yeah uh, just the just, you know, the organization, the police presence, yeah. the amount of people who yes. are cramming around this thing. And it's like the happiest you'll ever yes. see in New York. Like, yeah. everyone's actually yeah. really nice, really happy. We get up super early. Yeah. We, we got front row. Oh, you this know, is and incredible. We had a, we I probably had such saw an, you. Well, I, maybe, right? Yeah, because I, mean, I walked I, I walked 30 in the parade. million of my closest friends. And you yeah. and 30 million of your closest. <laughs> but walking in the parade is, is an, it's literally like nothing. In, you, right. ever, you feel like it's all for you, like right, you're a rock right. star, but you're not. Um, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, the people are all the way up the building. Right. I mean, it's it's unlike like anything of extra. Yeah. I mean, for somebody who has never done it, first of all, you need to do it. It's an experience. It is. Uh, my kids still talk about it as one of oh, their favorite vacations amazing. that we were in. That's great. Uh, but we just we had such a great time, and uh, lo and behold, here I am. You know, now interviewing the uh, the the creator of oh. the elf that we saw floating by. So Thanks. pretty exciting to see, Shanda. I I just I love the message that you put out that you can have. A, an ardent and true and thoughtful faith. You can also have a ton of fun and you can be successful. Yeah. Like those things really can uh, coincide. They really can come together uh, when we are faithful in our talents and we give that over to the Lord. And so yeah. you've really, you've really lived a life where that has been abundant uh, where it's really clear. I'm looking forward to seeing what the next 17 Thank years you. are I know. for you so guys. Exciting. And Thank that maybe you, so you get a next generation of uh I hope so. You might have forces. one here. I know. Well, see, right. she really is a creative. But I, I think yeah. it's one of those things where you're not sure if you want whatever's like given right. to you. Right. Right. So we'll see. I want her to choose her own. Well, path. And when you're, when you're a teenager, you don't fully understand how big something is. No. You know, she'll get that when she gets in her twenties and she'll yeah. be studying business models and yes. find out that her mom is part of the, the thing that she's studying. You know? yes. So pretty exciting. Yeah. Shana, thank you so much for Such coming on the pleasure. show. Thank you for having uh, me. I'm really honored. Yeah, this it's has a been an absolute blast. You, you guys you are so easy much. to talk to. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thank you for joining us on the Joy of Leadership podcast, where we emphasize the blessings of leadership and our call to this vital role. 